find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And welcome to a short but always insightful brand new episode of Behind the Baller coming to you live from Hollywood, California on this beautiful but very hot Monday. This is the world famous BTB podcast brought to you by the almighty Dust Brothers, always in high definition museum quality sound. I am your host, Ben Baller. AKA Mr. Cloudy. That means I'll come and piss on your parade. AKA the Wash Lord. AKA Back Nine Ben. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a short one today. Um, there'll be no episode next week because I will be on an island with my family. So, Miles, let's get this party started and hit the army off one time with that Lakey Lake. It's a little story time, right? I live across the street from this park. It ain't like a park that has like a playground and shit like that. It's just like an open, wide open park. And when I moved in, I never really saw homeless people like creeping around, right? And and, and I actually, you know, um, lived down the street for five years, a little over five years. And, um, you know, driving through, passing through, go to work, whatever the fuck it is, I always pass around. During the pandemic, shit got bad. There'd be fucking campouts and all kinds of crazy shit, seeing the homeless stuff getting bad. And then they cleaned it up, whatever. And never really noticed this park before. And um, I can see the park clearly from my window. Well, the window of my boy's bedroom. You know, so every so often over the last three months, I see this one dude who doesn't look like a regular homeless guy. You know, when I see some of these rich people, even like Bieber or someone, right, a celebrity, they always try to look real homeless, try to look broke, try to look poor, whatever. But they're like wearing nice designer clothes. This ain't that. This is like a dude who's wearing dirty clothes but has New Balance on. And it's kind of fashionable, you know what I'm saying? Like you could just tell this dude ain't just a typical homeless person I don't know but he rides around the town and I see him pass through and he has a Cannondale bike so I was just somebody he was just some random dude trying to look you know poor I don't know right come to find out this dude has basically been terrorizing my neighbor's house for months now and um my neighbor who I don't know him very well but they're both attorneys. They're both lawyers, right? And uh, I don't know them other than high and by. They seem really cool, whatever. Um, sometimes I'll see their Wi-Fi pull up, like when you're looking for Wi-Fi signal, whatever, boom. And, you know, ESQ and all this other shit and whatever related to law, what I don't know. But they have a kid. They have a boy um, that's writer's age. And I'm guessing from hearing shit, right? They represented someone who put this dude 
allegedly put this dude on the bicycle into poverty or they touched his pockets. They fuck with his paper bad. And because I had this Bosch sense, right? And I'm sure, you know, most of you who really follow this show really know that I'm, I'm, I love that show, Bosch. I felt like this dude was a little off. A little Bosch sense, right? I was like, yep, okay. Yeah, something ain't right with dude. And um, I don't think he was trying to be sneaky in my eyes. I've definitely seen the dude like three or four times. But um, it, it reminds me of that movie Gang Related. If you guys ever watched that movie with Tupac and James Belushi. And if you remember, um, Dennis Quaid was like a homeless dude, whatever. He's just on the streets, whatever. But come to find out, he actually came from a rich family and he was just hit some bad luck. I don't fucking know. They tried to set him up. Well, this dude was like, like a Dennis Quaid, a younger Dennis Quaid. Anyways, he broke into their crib and fucked their entire crib up. He put hoses through their window, flooded the crib. He didn't like steal shit from what I know. He just fucked the whole crib up. And the cops came by and asked me if I seen anyone suspicious, if I, if I seen blah, blah, whatever. And to tell you the truth, I said, I ain't seen shit. You know, like, one, I don't have the fucking time and, and I wouldn't expect anybody to fucking help me out. Or people, oh, how would you like if so? People always say shit to me. What are you going to do when you need help? And I've, there's been times I need help. Never call the fucking police. Never, ever. Not in fucking 50 years of my life. Right? And so my other neighbor cooler dude he um is retired and has been in the neighborhood forever and seen all the fucking change all the crazy ass houses going up he had all the tea walking his dog around and he tells me the guy who's been creeping around on the bike lost a lawsuit and then lost his house and i don't know some other shit so he came back for revenge and shit and messed with their you know, their cars, I guess he fucked with their tire pressure. They have Teslas. And um, actually, the crazy part is that, that, that he fucked with the dude's tire pressure, the mom and whatever tire pressure, and it caused an accident. And uh, I guess the family went to the Bahamas, and then he fucked with, like, their electricity bill, I guess, because he, he flooded the house. He turned on the pool heater or some shit. He made holes in the walls. Just annoying shit. And I just thought to myself, I was like, you know, I didn't really say anything to the neighbor because, you know, like really whatever. And they can listen to the show and I don't give a fuck if they do. But sometimes people are pushed to the edge, you know what I mean? You know, whatever. And they think that justice or the law is how you settle shit. And people don't realize just because you won in court don't mean you really won, right? It's not what you know, it's what you can prove, right? The truth doesn't really matter. It matters, you know, in, if you have fucking, you know, integrity, but they think that, you know, some people think, oh, well, this is justice. I'll do that. You know, the law is how to sell shit. Now, listen, if you don't see that the world is changing right before our very eyes, the laws are trash in this country and it's been trash. And I just try to just like, like man, you know what? I hate that the, the world is just, you know, where we are right now. But other than the very obvious shit, you know, and even the obvious shit, there's an excuse for fucking everything. So where do you draw the line? I mean, the police supposed to protect and serve. Really, if they just keep up order, it'd be great, right? Everyone is a critic these days. Everyone is a fucking attorney. Everyone's scared. Nobody cares if you're scared. Everyone cares too much. You can steal and rob from a store, get no jail time. My thing is, look, 
if someone has money, right? Because if you don't have money, you steal whatever, boom, you're obviously poor or whatever. But if you have money, people like to fuck with you and, and try to go that route, right? And, and then you have attorneys and law firms spending all this effort on trying to take them down. Just know you don't know who the fuck you're fucking with. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying you don't know who the fuck you're fucking with. You never know when that payback comes back, right? That don't involve lawyers, that don't involve lawsuit, that don't involve the police. You'd have to call the police because you got nothing else to do because you think the law is protecting you. And what this whole entire story and intro to this podcast means is just that I don't got any context. And context is very fucking important to me. Look, I'm a dad. My job is to provide for my family and guide my children through life. Any mistake or fuck up that I do can result in harm to them. My job is to teach them between wrong and right. My job is to protect them as best as I can. Now, if something were to ever happen to them, I would 100% turn into Liam Neeson or Crazy Bear from Man on Fire and light motherfuckers up, period. I will go bad, bad. Like I said, the police aren't protecting anyone anymore. It's like a fucking lottery ticket. You know, a few weeks ago, I seen two scrawny, goofy-ass kids on skateboards the other day, Burbank. They robbed PacSun. Oh, was it fucking, what's the other store? I think it was PacSun. Zoomies, one of those fucks, one of those stores. And the security officer was this girl. She didn't do shit. Okay. So how you pay, it's the miserable motherfuckers that sit in the jury, couldn't get out of jury duty or whatever, want to ruin someone's day. People say it's karma. No, not really because it all comes back. You fuck with someone, your life was fucked up. So let me fuck with them. All right, it's a circle jerk. All the, It's a revolving door to fuck you up. And believe me, when it's time to pay the piper, the piper gets paid, okay? But even though the Burbank Police Department don't play, they got better shit to do. And I just saw this, I was like, God damn, it's fucking sad, man. And I would have smacked this kid just because if it was just someone I knew, but you know. Order is all the way out the window. Now, back to context. As much as I feel for my neighbor, with the kid who's the same age as Ryder, I don't know what they may or may not have done to this man to make him go insane or to make him fuck with them this hard. And really, there's some shit that can be replaced. It's annoying. Yeah, your house is fucked up here and there. Yeah, they got in a car accident. Someone could have got hurt. Um, they didn't. I'm not saying it's right. Like I said, I'm just saying, I don't know what the fuck, you know what I mean? Represented somebody the wrong way. I don't know. There's always two sides, they say, not three. Right? I used to love that. There's always three sides to the story your side, their side, and the truth. It's a fucking stupid saying. Sometimes there's only one side of the story. But context is very important. Right? You can watch a video, see a victim, and don't know why, don't know the whole story. Why the fuck did that girl get slapped? Why did that person get stomped out? That shit's fucked up. That's so fucking wrong. You get mad, you get triggered. You have no idea what the fuck that person might have did. Now, if they're completely innocent, didn't do shit, maybe they're walking, you don't know what the fuck. You could even see an old man. Not that I condone any of this shit. Why they hit that old lady? 
I don't condone any of the fuck shit, especially against lady, women, old people, elderly. No. But you don't know if that old lady ran someone over by maybe killed somebody's child in a fucking car. You don't know anything. Everyone seems to be an expert and I've been sued. So again, I told the police, I don't know shit. And I didn't off top, really, right? Nothing that was worth, oh, any helps. No, fuck all that. It's none of my business. At the end of the day, win or lose, litigators are scum. No matter what, lawyers always get paid. Win or lose, they get paid. And of course, I have great attorneys on retainer because of clowns. But trust me, a lot of attorneys I know can't sleep well. A lot of them are depressed. A lot of them do drugs, all kinds of shit. Context, motherfuckers. Okay? Sorry for the random story, but it was something I wanted to talk about. I just knew shit was off when I seen dude riding around an $800, $1,000 bike. I don't know what the fuck bikes cost these days. I got a Ben Baller fucking uh, e-bike. But he looked dirty. Um, he ain't showered, but I could tell this dude wasn't just a regular hobo. But again, how the fuck did my other neighbor know what's going on? No clue, man. He could be full of shit. This could be all cap and dude maybe is just psycho. I don't know. I have a different sense over the situation. You could be nice as fuck. You could be a great person. You could do your job. You might have fucked someone else's life up. And you're just doing your job. You got to understand, man, you know, there's consequences for everything. You know, I try to lay down, you know, from anytime I do business, this is what you're going to get. This is what I'm offering. If that ain't good enough, you can walk. Now, you give the disclaimer. They want to complain after. Hey, go fuck off. Anyways, let's pay some bills and we'll be right back, y'all. Guys, if you're serious about watching sports and betting to win, then you need to join my team at captainpicks.com. Sports betting is legal in 35 states and dozens of countries around the world. If you aren't playing to win, then you're missing out. We are now introducing our best offer ever. Yes, I said it, our best offer ever. Individual sports sent to you daily for $50 per week. Sign up to get picks every day in baseball, basketball, golf, soccer, tennis, football, or rugby. Or sign up for all sports access. Be smart. Join the captains. What up, y'all? We are back. This is the first week in a little while that I did not play golf. I had uh, the kids for more time than I expected to have them. And I'm going to take all the time I can get with them. And they, uh, we did shit every single day. Their golf camp ended, starts back in two weeks. So we did all kinds of shit. Got them library cards, went and did out different shit, went swimming. Um, it's hot outside. We uh, just, it's funny. Nicolette would always be like, they need to be outside. They need to do this. They need to be camp. Like, yeah, I know you ain't talking to me because I take them outside. And the kids just love being at home. 
because they got their computers, they got the Oculus, they got this, this, and this. And Ryder was like, dad, we don't have to be outside. It's okay. You're a great dad. Don't worry. Nah, fuck that. I do that for my own sanity too, though. You know what I'm saying? But I will try to get it in this week. Hopefully, I'm going to get a round in before my vacation. Uh, who knows? I, I am going to try to. Also, thank you to everyone for all of you who supported my back nine Be Better drop. I just want you to know it's deeper than golf. But I knew those gold golf balls would sell out and I'm going to try to restock them. This is not about items selling out, not with this line. This is about having an evergreen line of clothing, gear, merch, whatever the fuck it is that will always be available and some motivational shit that you can rock every day, okay? So if you didn't pick anything up, if you didn't grab anything, please go to the network app and get you some Be Better gear. I do have that super fucking fire Vessel Golf Ben Baller Lux bag. And uh, speaking of luxury, I have a luxury garage sale coming very soon only on the network app. And I have my subscribers only 80 to 90% off garage sale coming soon. I just got shit. I got to get the fuck. I just got to get rid of it. Okay. Now, I've been talking about this Golden Boy documentary. Bro. For those of you who don't know, I was a big fucking Oscar De La Hoya fan. This is like real early 90s. I did not miss a Golden Boy fucking boxing match every fight i fuck with dude he's from east los i didn't give a fuck he's a pretty boy this that i remember the night at union this was a small little bar nightclub which is right across the street from the roxbury i think i don't think miyagi's is there what is it pink taco now on sunset right there by the chateau marmont um, my friend pantera sarah was having a little event and shauna mokler was there she was always out here and there i crossed paths with oscar many times and um, I remember when he lost to Sugar Shane Mosley. I seen him at the House of Blues. We're in the foundation room. And I was like, bro, man, I was at that Sugar Shane fight. I was sitting ringside, three rows back. I remember Al Pacino was there. Um, I remember Lauren Holly, who I used to think she was the finest. Man, my God, Lauren Holly in Dumb and Dumber. I don't know what it was. I just, it was, a, I was 30 years ago, right? Or is it 20 years? No. Shit, that was 30 fucking years ago. Um, I used to think she was so high. I remember she told me to sit. She goes, sit your ass down. I was like, what, bitch? The fuck? Speaking of, wasn't she married to Dennis Quaid? Am I crazy? Anyways, going on and going forward. I was a big fan of Oscar De La Hoya as a boxer. Then I let that weirdo shit get in. I'm like, yo, this dude is weird, man. You know, we've seen the pictures of him dressed up in drag, whatever, boom. Who fucking knows? Dude had hundreds of billions of dollars young age was undefeated very handsome dude swag was fucking broads left and right was partying living his best life how could i really be mad at that i don't know i don't know the other stories obviously you know he was apparently a deadbeat dad whatever boom and not necessarily because he wanted to be i think because he was scared whatever there's always a story to something and um you know he's been married what three fucking times four times i don't really know but I was like, I want to watch this documentary. I have a friend of mine whose dad used to work with them, run Golden Boy, uh, my boy Alex Schaefer. And there's weird shit. There's always, I don't fucking know. But Golden Boy Productions is, is a huge, you know, one of the biggest boxing promotion uh, companies in the world. And um, 
I remember at the Gennady fight, the Triple G fight versus Canelo, you know, Canelo was under Golden Boy. And Oscar De La Hoya's two sons came up to me and I'm wearing a Triple G hat. And they're like, yo, dude, let's get a picture. And they posted it on their pages. And them kids follow me. And they're cool. I made his daughter, uh, Atiana, who I don't think has a great relationship with Oscar, um, a chain. Travis Barker had, had commissioned me for the chain and she had posted it. She tagged me, whatever, boom. And, you know, his kids are, are adults, most of them. And, you know, they um they follow me on social. And, like, I watched the first episode and it fucked me up. They went deep back, you know, to where he grew up, what he wanted, and how hard his mom was on him. And his mom died of cancer. And his mom traumatized him. His mom whooped his ass. His mom scared him. His mom fucked his shit up and it still haunted him, you know, to, to this day. And there was so much shit that aligned with my life and fucked me up. It put me back. I had to watch it a second time just because I had like the kids in the place and I was just like sitting there watching this. I was like, wow. And he talked about how he wasn't ready to be a dad to his kid. He wasn't even with the dude's mom like that. Not that that's an excuse, but just like he was scared, made it work. Kid was pissed off at him. 16 fucking years. They finally reconnected. Now they're good. I'm not gonna, I was gonna say something kind of that's I shouldn't say, so I'm not gonna say it. But um, you know, being a dad, that shit hit different. He had the money, he just didn't have the time. And it was just crazy because I'm going through a tough time right now, right? But I've never put my kids, you know, I mean, I'm I try to spend as much time as I can. When I'm in the house, sometimes I think the issue was that I would go downstairs to the man cave, chill out, vibe out, because I'd be working and have so much on my mind. But when it came down, when it mattered, you know, I was there for the kids. And they knew that. My kids right now, they know what fucking time it is. They are like, they are connected to me. Like, you couldn't have a stronger bond with your children. But he said he distanced himself from the ones he loved the most. And that shit hit different. Because in the last four months, I have barely spoken to anyone. Yeah, I had a birthday party for Kai here. I didn't talk to anybody. I'm the king of small talk and I hate small talk when I need to be. Besides my therapist, I haven't even talked to my fucking mom. That shit just hit different. And so I individually messaged his three adult kids. One of them, you know, she didn't really have a whole lot. She's like, hey, at least, you know, um, you can inspire someone, whatever, but it's painful. And I was like, hey, listen, I have a different perspective on your father. I just hope my kids could be as strong as yours because they're going through a tough time right now. So, you know, kept it light. His son, Jacob, that runs Golden Boys, Golden Boy, Golden Boy Productions, um, Hit me about this this Errol Spence, uh, Terrence Crawford uh, fight. And he's like, yo, this shit's going to be crazy. I said, who you got? He said, I got Errol. I was like, who you got? And Jacob's like, I got Errol too. People are mad because people fucking chose Errol. How the fuck are you going to be mad? You can't be mad at Spence because he had more publicity. He had, you know, he had more of a spotlight on his career. Dude had swag. He wasn't some fucking goofy ass motherfucker who was ducking anybody. I just can't believe the fight finally fucking happened. And I was excited. And by the way, you could ask my boy Popeye. 
I offset the bet. Because Spence came in as a heavy, well, he came in with a favorite, you know what I'm saying? Then he came as an underdog. I came in and boom, and switched things up, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Bud Crawford, he could legitimately fuck around and be on the Mount Rushmore boxing. This man, and you know how big of a Floyd fan I was. Yeah, Floyd's undefeated here. Like, if Prime Floyd, Prime TC, I think Crawford's just too powerful. He's got discipline. He's got poise. He put on a masterclass beyond belief. He whooped a fucking excellent fighter's ass. He whooped a top-tier, world-class, undisputed championship boxer. He whooped his ass and made him look like an amateur. Crawford gonna fuck around and be the GOAT. Who the fuck's gonna see him? Who the fuck is going to take Crawford out? Ain't gonna happen. Just not gonna happen. It just ain't. It really just is not. It, the dude, that was so fucking unbelievable. And then when he came out with Eminem, I was like, oh shit. It's over. It's fucking over. Okay, it is fucking over. That shit still, I, wow. That fight was crazy. Worth every dollar. I was going to actually watch the fight at Dave & Buster's. But Dave & Buster's could get crazy. And I had all three kids. And it was a little late. And I was like, nah, man, fuck that. And it was crazy because Kaya watched the fight with me. Ryder's like, I'm going to watch the fight with you. But he wanted to watch Poirier. So he went to another room. But then Kaya ended up actually watching the entire fight with me. Of all people. And it's just fucking crazy. Speaking of Dave & Buster's, I'm jumping all over the place. My kids are obviously in love with Dave & Buster's. They fuck with it kind of, you know what I mean, like three years ago. And they kind of fuck with it two years ago wasn't until about maybe late last year they actually started fucking with it. And Ryder's kind of like here and there. They love damn busters. We went twice in one day last week. All right? And ever since that fucking Spider-Man game came out, that game is the best fucking arcade game, period. There is nothing fucking with Spider-Man right now, especially because it's gambling, you know what I'm saying? You're winning tickets and shit. And, you know, Ever since a few days ago when London got his MetaQuest 2, is that what it is? The Oculus, Kaya was sick because Kaya was with her grandmother that night. She's like, I want to go. And Kaya's really lucky. She shows she wins. She figures things out. She loves playing. She loves going to Dan Buster's too. Kaya loves going. You know, they got their little special bracelets and stuff loaded up. We're very blessed to have this plug. And um, she's too far behind in points to get anything that is is valuable. Like she can go get a, maybe a little mini drone or something. But like she saw that, you know, now Ryder and fucking London have, have Oculus. And she like, she don't want that. But, you know, she's obsessed. She got an iPhone for her birthday. She don't even fuck with her iPad anymore. She's just like, don't have to ask for Wi-Fi anymore. She can have Wi-Fi. She uses the phone. She just, it was, she's FaceTime me from Korean barbecue and she's out here and there. But Ryder is not that far from getting that new OLED Nintendo Switch. And uh, I could help him, but see, it's different with Ryder. Ryder's like, uh, Dad, can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, I can help you. But um, <laughs> London's like, no, 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 I want to do this shit on my own. And it took London, you know, a year and a half. I'm not going to pin God for him. But, you know, it's on his dime. 
this will actually be Ryder's third fucking switch. Me and Nick got one for him for his birthday at Christmas or some shit. Then his great grandmother got one for him. Um, anyways, I like the fact that they understand somewhat, understand like currency exchange, shit like that. And you know, like with winning tickets, then you go to the winner's circle, you buy something. It's like, Ryder, go buy some bullshit. And that guy's some money. I'm like, the fuck you buy like he's so fucking crazy like he bought these little hand clappers and he bought like little random little goofy shit but the, there's all kinds of cool stuff at Dan Busters and it was just I'm like what are you doing Ryder he's like I bought something for London too and he just I'm like but you're wasting he goes oh it's okay you know they've been understanding the currency shit on Roblox with Robux you know there's trades you know what I mean they're not necessarily bartering and stuff but like they're understanding how hard it is, how many tickets you need to get a fucking Xbox and shit like that. So it's good. You know, with, with Roblox, it's like with Dungeon Quest, it's like there's trading there. There's scammers. There's people asking for this, asking for that. I think it's good for them to understand how to trade, how to earn somewhat because they don't have, they do minor chores. They don't understand that yet. They don't have to yet. I'm going to start pushing chores on them. Riders like, hey, I want to do chores. I want to make some money. I'm going to do this. I'm happy they said that but I want them to understand that I am the fucking king of bartering. And I got that shit from my mom. You know what I'm saying? Um, speaking of Dungeon Quest, I am at level 174 right now. And I am fucking completely obsessed still. I've been doing crazy trades. Shout out to, to V Caffey again. I am like just... Man, by the way, oh shit, I'm before I forget because V Caffey is in, in uh, Northern Virginia. Happy belated birthday. Yesterday was my dog, Paul Jamil's birthday. Or is it two days ago? Today is today. What the fuck? Today is today. No, I'm sorry. Two days ago, you know, Paul, he's been on the podcast. He's a, a protege of mine, good dude, father now. And just, I feel bad because me and him barely talk to, and he understands. He really does understand. He knows I'm fucked up right now but Paul I love you he is Kai's godfather happy birthday but yeah Dungeon Quest man shit if anybody got some hacks from uh, Enchanted Forest Northern Lands or um, Gilded Skies let me know now I went from Golden Boy Doc to just saying like I'm watching kids movies and shit like I had to watch Little Mermaid the other night with, with Kaya and that shit was painful to watch I am very excited to watch the Meg 2 this weekend with my kids on vacation. We have waited years for this shit to come out. But anyways, I was going to sleep the other night and I've watched all these murder doc documentaries on scammers, this and that shit fascinates me. And there's this documentary on Hulu called He Lied to Everyone About Everything. And it's about this investigative reporter, a woman who has a daughter. She meets this dude who's a like a, a heart doctor or like a, I forgot what kind of doctor he was, but a very revolutionary doctor who was out scamming women. Not necessarily scam, but just lying like crazy. Had multiple women here and there. And she decided to make it a life journey to follow this dude and find out the truth. Now, I seen this actually in like a 20, 30 minute episode of a scam series. Might have been on Netflix. I don't know what it was. 
But this was like the full doc. I think she worked for NBC. She worked for a major network. And she went and followed this dude in Russia and went to Italy. They were supposed to get married. She said the dude lied to her and said the Pope was going to fucking officiate their wedding. All this crazy shit. Dude was caught in a web of lies. Apparently he was he was married to another woman, never divorced, had kids, had a secret life here and there, whatever. He's a doctor, lied to her. The crazy part about all this after I watched it all, I was like, yo, I understand you're hurt and this dude lied to you and he fucked you up. Yo, this dude don't give a fuck. Like putting his shit on blast and so other women don't you like, oh, I'm doing this so other people don't get fucked over. No, man, you could have saved yourself the embarrassment. Like you was real deep hurt. And I get it. You was bitter as fuck. I felt her pain. But bottom line, dude didn't give a fuck about you, which made this documentary trash. Nothing happened to dude. He is out, whatever. But and, and tell you the truth, I don't think anybody it just it was like the um the Tinder swindler. That was different. That was entertaining. There was actual you know, laws broken, this and that. This dude just lied to her. Made up a bunch of fucking lies. And she decided to expose him for that. I, just I was like, what the fuck? This ain't what I wanted. Anyways, if you're going to watch that movie, watch that doc. Don't, please. I should have started the show off with this, but I didn't. I'm sure a lot of you woke up yesterday and seen the Twitter icon on your phone disappear into an X. Let me tell you how fucking stupid changing the name is. And I think, honestly, I almost think that Elon just feels like he's going to sabotage his company and change it into something. It's trash. There's no saving this. I truly feel like this is some MySpace shit we're seeing now, and it's going to die, and that's it. He's completely run into the ground, and it's a wrap. There's no saving it. I was watching the fucking um, the 3M PGA Tour shit and they're like follow us on Facebook and Twitter and you see the, the icons and shit multi-billion dollar icon Twitter the name so fucking just everyone knows it turned on a fucking the news the other day channel 5 local news and they had the girl's Twitter handle went to ABC had the girl's Twitter handle and it's like what are you gonna do now X like, this is so fucking stupid. You literally threw away billions and billions of dollars of marketing that was already put on a plate for you. And you still got dick riders following you around. The site is trash. Some dude's like, oh yeah, maybe because your engagement's down. Maybe, oh no shit. How about 86% of almost everyone's fucking engagement's down? Some people 90 something. If it was just my engagement, I'd be like, you know what, man? My shit sucks. I'm washed, taking the L. Fuck it. But I'm telling you, everyone's experience sucks. I'm talking Kid Cuddy's shit is down. People who usually get, people aren't seeing my tweet. It's just fucking stupid as fuck. Threads, forget about it. It's falling off. IG is barely hanging on. I don't even know what to say anymore. I think it's time for some new shit to come. TikTok is owned by the kids and all that other bullshit. I don't know. Just fucking sad. Anyways, in other news, went to this new Korean barbecue spot in Koreatown that was three blocks from where I grew up called Piggy Up. It's fucking legit. 
I don't give a fuck if BTS went there. Fuck BTS. Right? They don't mean shit. I mean, like, just because they went there. They go to fucking everyone in Koreatown. But this spot was official. And I'm just mad because it's fucking packed as a motherfucker. And I was lucky to get in. Was just with a homie. My daughter loved, Kaya loves Korean barbecue. But this spot is legit. P-I-G-Y-A. It's on 8th Street. Right by, um, Ardmore. I think Ardmore and Hobart. Anyways. No, what the fuck am I talking about? There's Kingsley, the street I'll go up. But it's like right there. It's almost Irolo and A Street. Cross from the world famous Taylor's Steakhouse. Super triple OG steakhouse in Koreatown. It was good. Just thought I'd bring that up. Really, really, really good. You know what's not good? Mustard Skittles. I don't give a fuck what you say. This shit is stupid, dumb, disgusting. I'm dumb. Last food plug. Ryder got this ice cream last time we were in Hawaii. I didn't pay attention. And then we went to the Glendale Galleria. And there's a Haagen-Dazs there. There's not that many Haagen-Dazs in LA. In Hawaii, they're all over the place. And Ryder goes, yeah, can I get the midnight cookies and cream? And I was like, all right, man, go ahead. London got chocolate fudge. Kaya got cookie dough. I took a bite of Ryder's ice cream. That is the best ice cream that I have tasted or that I could think of. Chocolate Malta Crunch was my favorite for many years, for decades, from Thrifties. Friday now, whatever. Midnight Cookies and Cream is fucking phenomenal. There's no salted caramel or fucking whatever from Salt and Straw or McConnell's or any of the other fucking places. Fuck all that. Midnight Cookies and Cream at Haagen-Dazs, which is chocolate ice cream with cookies and cream, is fucking 10 out of 10. It's fucking amazing. Anyways, by the way, people have been hitting me about their problems. Like, yo, I lost my job. I did that. What? Motherfucker, I've lost millions in the last few months. I don't give a fuck about, like, I got my own shit. Like, I need to say my own shit. I, I ain't got time for all that. Anyways, I just thought I had that there. Um, a lot of people hit me up, my DMs, ask me about Utopia. Now, I think I've done only one, right? Maybe two max. I think I've done two Willie Hutches on here. And that's when you ultimately roast flame somebody. I have done two, I think one, and Travis Scott was definitely one of them. It don't matter because I thought Astro World was pretty good. Sickle Mode was a great fucking song. Utopia. Bottom line, gets a two out of 10. And two is because the beats, some of the beats are real cool. Okay? So shut the fuck up, dick writers. All right? Just because some of the beats are cool, just because me and Mike Dean are boys, don't mean shit. Having some nice beats and having some whack ass fucking auto tune and some whack ass rhymes, it's like seeing a clown wear some nice clothes. I need the beats. And the rhymes to match.com. And I knew off top. Put it in the car. Listen, nah. Had it in the background while I was making dinner for the kids the other night. Nah. Everyone always bring that thing, that line. I was been out for two hours or three hours. Jay-Z said, okay, nobody can give a fair review album in one day. Man, th- listen, Jay's my guy. 
Who gives a fuck about what Jay-Z said? I was a fucking record executive for years. I was vice president of two of the biggest hip-hop labels in history. I don't give a fuck what Jay-Z said. You know if an album is cracking, if it's not. All right? I'll wait to hear a single. Meltdown was cool, whatever, and this, that. I'm just, again, I'm old, great. No. Two out of ten. That's me being fair. All right? That is all for today, guys. I cannot believe summer is only a few weeks away from being over. I am sad. That means that school is starting fucking soon for the kids. London's birthday is coming up. And this shit going on with me ain't even began yet, to be honest with you. So this vacation is much needed. But really, after this vacation, I'll probably be more stressed out because I got the kids and everything. Just can't wait to really get away. Can't wait to hit Abu Dhabi. Can't wait to hit the Philippines. Can't wait to hit fucking Tokyo later this, you know, this this year. This just to clear my head. You know. By the way, I realized I forgot that Oscar De La Hoya documentary is on HBO Max. Listen. I even fucking texted Nicolette. I said, you need to watch this shit. She's like, okay, what I was like, no. Watch this. His ex-wife goes on there talking crazy. Like it's you need to watch this because I understand she's going to see the parallels that's going on anyways guys I love you I will see you next on August 14th remember there's no show next Monday just before I say goodbye or I should say until later always remember this the coldest clapback is when it's based solely on the truth Uh. alright we out y'all peace peace